Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we have an awesome episode on a bunch of career advice from us. We talk about how we stay on top of the research. We talk about starting a cash-based practice, especially as a new clinician. And then we talk about how we manage our work-life balance. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show. I'm up at Champion PT Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's right. right. Uh, I'm here with Lenny Macrina, LennyMacrina.com, Dave Tilly, ShiftMovementScience.com, Dan Pope, FitnessPainFree.com. Everybody's got a website right now. Mike Scaduto is actually treating people right now, so he may join us on an episode, uh, on this episode, or coming up a little bit. But we are here answering all your awesome questions. We got some good ones for today's episode. It's going to be really good. Uh, bunch of new students today, so let's let's start and introduce that. So Brooks Klein from UNLV is our is our legit veteran student right now. He's, he is he is transcended. He is already uh, uh, already. Piggyback, no, what's the word? Leapfrogged John LaRue, right? And is now now on his own. And notice how he postures, right? He's like, no, I got the whole wow. right side of this table by myself. My you guys sit on that side. See that? Like how it's done, rookies. He, he, he totally did, he did that there. You young bloods. <laughs> Matt Burt from the University of Utah. Is that That's correct? The University of Utah. University Utah, Utah Gymnastics. I see you. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. Tom's a good friend of mine. So. And, and Haley Brinkman from uh, University of North Dakota. I nailed that. But there's a, there's a lot of students going on right now. That was that was yeah, tough. That was good. Let, who, who wants to start? I'll take the first one. All right, Brooks, what do we got? Abby from Twitter. Wondering how you all organize all the literature pieces that you want to read in the future and how you already and how you organize the ones you've already read or to share. Does Lenny just have every ACL article already in existence? Help. That was pretty funny. So I, I don't want I don't want to date this uh, too much, but I just on a, on a recent Instagram story, we'll say right here, I was uh, we're getting ready for a big home renovation at, at my house. So I'm cleaning out my attic and stuff like that. I literally found I don't know probably two huge recycling bins because I know the exact uh, quantity of old papers from literally like the 90s and early 2000s that I literally photocopied. <laughs> from journals awesome. at the library yeah. and photocopied them. And I, ha I had them all in folder. I had like a folder on slap tears, a folder on like articular cartilage. I had all these things. So a real timely question, actually. It's actually, right? Uh, real timely question uh, with that. But, but so what do you guys do? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you find and, and store for recollection or so your journal articles? Who wants to start? So I did, I did a very uh, recent article on the patellofemoral joint. <laughs> um, but, um, what I've been doing recently, which I think has been really helpful, is that the topics that I think are most important for my patients, so I see a lot of knee pain, so I did a, a really in-depth literature review for patellofemoral pain syndrome. What I do is, because, because I have a website, it's going to be a little different for everyone, is that I write down all the most important points, and then I make article series about them. And then what I do is I integrate what I've learned in the past with what I've gotten from um, a research perspective, and then I practice more with my patients, and I feel like the learning works out much better 
from that perspective because I'm not just taking like a little tidbit from one research study and like, oh, what did that research study say? I'm taking from a bunch of research studies, I'm learning, I'm writing, so I'm getting more out of it, and I'm practicing, and I'm honing my own system and writing it down over time. So that's Wow, that's pretty solid. Len, what do you do, other than having every ACL article yeah, in the world? No, I, don't, I, don't, I wish I had every, every ACL article. Um, there, that's I, the most, right? Like if you... Uh, if, if you look at all the journals and you look at yeah, the, uh, the percentage of yeah. articles, it's ACL. Yeah. So that would be an infinite amount. I think I set aside time, like on the weekends, I know my daughter's going to take a nap. I know it sounds like a basic concept, but I know my daughter's going to take a nap. So I, I have this time for the side on a Saturday to just rummage through the literature. That's simple. <laughs> yeah, so Lenny's been doing this for, you know, almost 15 years or so, right? Is that about right? right 15 Lenny? years. Oh, what? What? 15 years right now. Wow. And, you know, and he's still, every week, he stays on top of literature, yeah. which you probably know by following him on social media and stuff like that. What, what about you, Dave? Yep, so i very similar to Lenny is that I, I wouldn't say I have a dedicated time. Mine is based on, like, if something just pops in my brain, I'll write it down in my journal or my moleskin and be like, oh, I got to, like, look this up. Then I'll go and spend, like, 10, 20 minutes just, like, all the PubMed, like, keywords and, like, art, like I'll find authors who I didn't know spend a lot of their career in a certain topic that I'm interested in and I'll just like go find all of their articles they'll find me to another author and then I'll take I have a, a ton of folders on Dropbox I, I pay for a very large terabyte Dropbox account and I have like a gymnastics folder and then within that folder is like uh, shoulder hip knee flexibility strength conditioning gymnastic specific technique biomechanics and then I have like all the medical stuff which is just general shoulder hip knee ankle strength conditioning and then I usually go through a time period where I'm like alright I'm just going to read like these five articles on a, on a Monday morning and then I'll, I usually personally read the articles, write a bunch of thoughts in a moleskin or like write this epic long blog post where I just kind of like share a bunch of thoughts and it helps me wrap my head around stuff. I like it. So uh, so I, I used to have the old school way where we'd photocopy an article and I'd have a manila folder in a, in, in a lateral filing cabinet, which you guys don't even know because I just tried to sell mine on Craigslist and, <laughs> and, 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 and no, nobody wanted it. So I did sell it. But, uh, so we went from that. To Dave, Dave kind of like the uh, like the like the moderate like current version where he has like a, a folder system. That's like a very Windows based kind of system. What I do is I, I use an app called <laughs> excuse me I use an app called Feedly to uh, monitor the journal articles I want. So Feedly is an RSS reader. So if those that remember Google Reader, that was like the big one back in the day. But it's it's how you follow websites and stuff like that. But if you go to a journal that you like, so I follow like American Journal of Sports Medicine, Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, uh, you know JOSPT. Like stuff like that. If you go to their website, you'll see a link. It's usually an orange icon for RSS where you can follow um, anytime a new article is published or a new table of contents published. So I put that in Feedly, and whenever something new comes in, it just pops up. So like Len, I kind of do Sunday mornings like where I just go through and just scroll through. But there's an app on your phone, so you can always just kind of be playing with it. So that, that's kind of that's kind of how I find it. I do that with with blog sites and stuff like that. To store it, I'd say I've gone one step further than Dave. I used to do it with Dave, just like Dave. So I use Evernote, which is just another app. It's just another app you can store these things. But the neat thing with Ever, Ever <coughs> excuse me, with Evernote is you can do a complicated like notebook. They call it notebooks instead of folder system, like Dave. Or theoretically, like the way the world works now with some of these apps is through tags. So what I do is I just I put an article that Evernote's got like a little uh, web clipper that you could put as a Google Chrome extension. You just click that thing. It puts the title. It takes the abstract. It throws it in there. And then you can put some tags. So I'll put like tags like research and then another one shoulder, then like cough and then outcomes or something like that. So you can always find these down the road by doing it. So I, I would say that's how I do it. And then from there, I can easily share it to social media. I share it to these guys on Slack, which is another app we use, like, or we can email it to each other, you know, but for me, I think that. 
that's a that's a great. There's, there's so many different options. That's how I do it, and that's how my workflow. But man, there's there's so many different ways. So uh, nice. All right, what do we got? What's next? Haley's up. What do we got? Nicholas from Seattle. Aside from building a reputation and patient network, how can a new grad successfully start a cash-based clinic and explain to their patients that it is a better option for them? All right, new grad wants to start a cash-based clinic. Aside from what again? Aside from? Building a reputation and a patient network. Building a reputation and a patient network. Those are pretty key. Right. <laughs> Those two are critical. Which is why I'd be really okay being broke. Which is why it may be difficult for a new grad to do this whole thing. But yeah. if you have the the circumstance, like others that are out there that have been Im- in- embedded in their environment, in their neighborhood, in their community, that have already established a base, then I think you could do okay, but... That's huge, what you just said, those two key factors. <laughs> yeah, without that, it's going to be tough. I mean, one thing we've done here that, you know, well, we I guess we have both. That We kind of already, we had a little bit of both. We, had, we all kind of have some personal branding and stuff. We don't rely on physician referrals, you know. We do get some for some niche stuff, but we don't rely on them at all. Uh, so, you know, I, I would agree with you that that isn't on my top list is, is you know, buying uh, donuts or lunch or whatever we used to do for with physicians and going to the uh, to their clinic. I, that's not the way either. Um, I would say the biggest thing that we do here at Champion, which I have is I, I think we all have a, a strict niche that, you know, and we treat a variety of things, but we all have kind of our own niches that we're extremely passionate about. I think that's a big thing because the passion allows us to assure that we uh, you know, we're driven to always be the best at that, right? So, so I think I think that helps. And also, like when you come in, you know, if a baseball player comes to work with me, or a gymnast comes to work with uh, with Dave, or like a, a CrossFit or fitness athlete comes to work with Dan, you know, the second we start talking, it's very obvious that we have extensive experience in those things. So you, so you have to have experience too, and I, I would say you have to have a strict niche. And man, I just I don't know if that's the best route for a new grad is I, I'm just really worried about your development. I, I think you're too worried about the end game maybe, you know, that rather than working in an environment where you get reps and you're you can talk to people, but I don't know. Dan, Dave, what do you guys think? I mean I I could not imagine trying to do that at a school. I was so overwhelmed with just worrying that I was a really bad therapist to start with that I didn't want to have to worry about yeah, we bottom had, line. We had that worry yeah, too at yeah. one point. I didn't want to worry about you know, bottom lines and keeping the lights on and all that stuff. I mean, if you're if you're into it, like I think Lenny's point is good. If you're in a community where people know you and you're like, they knew you were going to be a PT and they they have your experience from otherwise, maybe. But I mean, you're going to have to be really okay <laughs> making no, not a lot of money, probably living very very bottom baseline, like eating ramen noodles, like because you're going to get crushed, probably not in a bad way, but like you're just not going to have a lot of capital. So if you're okay with that and just like that much and do it, but. I, I personally have no interest in doing that. <laughs> I mean, we have a different environment here. We're a cash-based practice, but we're not sole proprietors. I mean, we kind of are to an extent. Like, we have our own uh, kind of autonomy in our lives. But I can't imagine just, like, opening up one, like, putting a table in the corner of a CrossFit box or something like that. Everybody has that dream, right? Uh, man, there are so many pros and cons to that. Like, it's not it's not that simple. So, you know, coming in here, we still have a good learning environment. We still have, you know, like, peers that we all learn from each day. So what do you think, Dan? Yeah, well, I had to have one one student that um, right out of school, he started working full-time as a, uh, a PT in an insurance-based clinic. And he also did part-time. Um, inside of a CrossFit box, and that's kind of grown in the course of time. And now he's trying to do the opposite. He's trying to cut down a little bit on the insurance base and try to grow the other side, which is probably a pretty good way to do it from a learning perspective, long-term, getting a lot of the, rep, yeah. the, uh, the reps in. Um, one thing I will say, and I think it kind of goes along with Mike saying, is that 
you just want to do an awesome job. I mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons why you do a cash-based business because at least it was for me because you, you felt like you could do a better job with your patients than you could in a typical insurance-based practice. So that means just going above and beyond, you know, things like writing programs in your off time, uh, texting your patients, seeing how they're doing, going to their doctor's visits, treat them like gold, and they're going to love that and they're going to refer more back to you. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of people always ask us, like, do we do we give uh, our clients our cell phone numbers and stuff? And like, yeah, I mean, absolutely, we do. I talk to these people all the time. They're like, our, they're part of our family. So, you know, if you do that in an insurance-based model, that'll probably help you for some time. But I, I think Dan nailed it, right? It's probably probably come up with a transitional plan. It's probably your best approach. So nice. What do we got, Matt? Maddie B. All right. Is that one. his nickname now, Maddie B? What's your last name? Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. That's not bad. You know, I like Matty B. It's like completely not his personality in any way. Yeah, (laughs) the antithesis of uh, of Matty B. So, all right, Matty B. Matty Birkenstocks. We got a long one. Tyler from Maryland. Hello, all. This is a roundtable question. As a young PT, I am currently the clinical director at my facility, working nine plus hours a day. Participate in training as a strength athlete coach a speed and agility course two times a week, research when possible, con ed when I can, and have currently initiated my online content through social media and article writing. I know each of you have a more hectic schedule than me, yet at times I feel overwhelmed with the amount of time to keep up with evidence-based practice while promoting my own branding. What advice is conceivable to improve productivity, minimize burnout, allow training, and be a devoted husband? Cheevers. Wow. That was actually, actually man. That you last just, little bit. Like, and like, devoted husband. You like uppercut, like <laughs> socked us with the. So you're married? married? Oh, man. I would say have a child. Have a child, open a new company, children help. We, weren't we just talking? We, we were just were, talking yeah. about this. Dave and I got a coffee. We were brainstorming on some stuff, and we were talking about this. Like, life is just like a bunch of serial commitments we kind of had. Like, you graduate college, and you're like, uh, I got nothing to do all day. Like, I can play Fortnite all day. This is great. Then you get a job. Okay, now I'm occupied from nine to five right okay then i'm like all right let me get a girlfriend okay or a boyfriend or whatever you want but all right now i'm occupied nine to five in the most evenings in the weekend like okay good well, let's get a dog right let's get a dog like, all right now i'm occupied at 6 a.m letting the dog out 10 p.m letting the dog and then you're like let's have kids let's do that and then all of a sudden you just like you just keep layering commitments onto your life so yeah no it's su- it's super hard i think you you got it right there um one of you guys start anybody i mean that was uh, that was a good question obviously lengthy question there you got you got a lot of things brewing. I don't know, Len. Yeah, what do you I think? think? I think all of us have similar situations as you, which you know it, it is stressful. You know, I'm not gonna lie, it is stressful. But I think if you have a plan, you got to really plan it out and have a calendar where you are setting aside time, like we talked about with the research articles. I know on a Saturday at one o'clock or whenever she finally falls asleep, my daughter that is, uh, I can start doing my work. So it's uh, it's having a plan. It's at this time I'm doing this, and then you got to stick to it. I turn up my notifications, and I'm not. I'm not looking at Twitter, I'm not looking at Facebook, I'm doing my work, and then I, I, I hopefully get that work done and I can move on to the next goal. So, you know, you gotta figure out what's a priority to you. If you wanna continue to be a director of that clinic, great, that's gonna give you great experience, but maybe you gotta chip away at the waste and figure out what's a priority and what's gonna get you to your ultimate goal of being, you know, whatever you wanna be, having an online presence and, and, have, and being a great husband and eventually a dad, whatever. You gotta chip away at the waste and then add the, the good stuff. Yeah, you, know? you, got, you, got a bu- you got a bunch of different things there. Like, yeah. So being a clinic director and like teaching a speed and agility class, for example, like I, I, you know, and even online brand, you don't need an online brand to be a clinic director. 
So, you know, but anyway, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, I, I juggle a lot of things, uh, I think mostly because they, they're meaningful to me. And I think that I, I struggle with a lot. I think probably like in the three years out, I kind of hit this crux of like, it was all things were going well with work, my personal life. And I was just felt like, like, whoa, how do I even like keep my head above water? And it took a lot of time to, you know, I think people read a lot of like this type of like personal development material and they think really head up in the clouds, but they forget like you have to really have practical day-to-day habits that reflect the larger goal, which is what Lenny alluded to, is that it wasn't until I, one, cared enough about two really big projects that I'm working on, and two, like, consciously sacrificed things to put an hour here, an hour there, an hour there. Like, I outlined, like, okay, like, this matters the most, and I need an hour of this project every day, or it's never getting done. So, even in, like, in our, in our, like, kind of Slack and stuff, like, I'm usually, like, kind of, you know, gone from the world from like 10 p.m. to like 7 a.m. Like you can't find me because everything is off. Now I have like an emergency phone number that people can call. But besides that, like no one's gonna find me. Do you have that I number? Have, I don't have that number. Yeah, right. So no one's gonna find me though. <laughs> it's just my regular cell phone. Nobody calls me. That's actually a good point, right? Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, but like if somebody calls me, I'm like, okay, this is important. But like other than that, like I really, I can't, I'm drop. so calling you tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna set an alarm. If like, it's between 10 and 7, I'm, you won't I'm, find me. I'm usually not up that late. But Dan, what do you think? I think first and foremost, uh, the biggest thing to just keep in mind is that it's a lot of work. I think the reason, and you've kind of alluded to this a lot too in the past, Mike, and then Dave and I were talking over the weekend, and Lenny's also in the same boat. You guys work a ton. And part of it is that, you know, you get up early, you got to make sure you accomplish everything you need to to progress yourself in the future. And you have to be very disciplined about that. I think the big part about that is that that means you have to sacrifice in some area, right? So after I finished up, graduated from school, I, I had a lot of different goals, and I just kind of push as much as I can, but that meant I, wait, I woke up at 5 o'clock a.m., and I basically like wrote, did some training, a lot of continuing education, till I started work, you know, and that would be somewhere between 8 and 10 for physical therapy, worked full-time, finished up, went and coached, coached for hours, came home, you know, and then I'd have a little bit of time maybe to make dinner, right? My weekends were mostly filled with doing more work, so I just worked a ton, around the clock, all the time. But eventually, I was like, I'm going to burn out if I do this, so I had to kind of change things a bit. Um, so first and foremost, I think that you have to work, that's just part of it, you know, you have to sacrifice a ton to make this work. Uh, the second part, and the good advice I got, this is from another coworker of mine back in the day, Lean Thompson. She said that you have different burners, right? So when I when I graduated, one of my most important tasks was to learn to be as proficient as I can as a physical therapist. So my big burner at that time was going to be a lot of my continuing education. But that means me, my website was more on the back burner, right? And as I got better and better with continuing education and wanted to do more business-oriented stuff, I took the continuing education, put it on the back burner, and then started working more on like articles and content creation. And that just reflects my long-term goals and short-term goals that I write out at the end of the year and just try to, to tweak over the course. Uh, but if you have a lot of things you want to accomplish, then you probably want to take a look at where your goals are and tweak things at the course of the year. And then once you accomplish that, maybe turn it a little bit and move on to something else. I have a really big stove. <laughs> a lot of burner. I, I, I would say if, if you had to put all of us together, some things that we share in this room, I would say it, we all share that we, we are good at developing personal goals. And we've all reflected upon our own personal goals. And it sounds like to me, you... Maybe either you're not sure or you're not good at saying no. And I think you need to start picking and choosing, you know, w- what that is. So, you know, list out your goals, right? So, like, I'm sure, like, your spouse, for example, is something you probably don't want to neglect, right? So that's a goal. You have to prioritize that, right? You can't neglect your job, even though you might be, you know, maybe more passionate about something else. But you can't neglect your job. That's how, that's how you make a living, right? So you got to kind of put that together, too. So I think you just got to you gotta figure out your goals and, and how to get there and start saying no to some things. I think that's that's the kind of the biggest thing. Lucky for me, I mean, I actually think the thing I probably suffer from most is like personal hobbies, right? And I'll go through like phases, like lately it's been golf, right? I'm just, I'm trying to, I, I have to give myself something I want to get better at, like guitar, 
or golf or something like that because if I don't, I'm just going to work, right? But I, I actually enjoy working, so I think I think that's kind of part of the issue with me is I like what I do for work, so it, I guess that is my hobby. So I, I would say just just start saying no and start thinking a little bit here. I think you you got too many uh, was it eggs in a basket? Is that it? Oh, yeah, it's almost too many burners times. burning. <laughs> too many burners burning. I like yeah. that. So. Awesome. Great questions. Lots of good ones on this episode. I like it. Thanks so much, guys. Head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on that podcast link. You can ask us questions, rate and review us, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify. Ask us anything you guys want, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.